Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam, and I'm very happy to be with you guys as always. Um, if this is your first episode, thank you so much for listening. This is a place where I take my armor off and I just kind of let loose everything that's been going on or my thoughts on a particular subject or topic or just what my experience has been in that realm, in that arena, in hopes that there's some connectivity between you and I or um, you know, some realization that you guys have. And I hope that you um, receive just good energy, good vibes, good intentions from me, because that's purely where I come from. Um, I want to talk about you know growth and the truth about growth, because I, I'm surprised I hadn't talked about it. I mean, specifically, um, in particular, really, I have to be honest with you guys please check out my Facebook. Um, I've been posting more on there. I included all of the previous workshops that I've done. Definitely going to do some more. I found them to be really enlightening and a fun process and huge, huge thing. And as we are starting to wrap up the year, I'm just reflecting on different things. There's been a lot of great things that have happened this year, but there've been a lot of really, really low moments as well too. And I think what's important when it comes to growth is acknowledging the whole spectrum because, um, to put things in perspective, you have to be able to see where you've come versus where you're going, what you're going through currently, how you may have handled that years ago, um, months ago, a day ago, all of those little things, because every amount of effort that you put towards adjusting who you currently are makes a world of a difference, you know? And I don't think, um, you know, people understand how important it is to acknowledge the spectrum versus just the high points, like, you know, achievements, and also just the small little inclining, like just the little tweaks that you do to kind of adjust who you are, where you're headed or where you're trying to go, because it makes a world of a difference at the end, as far as the road, when you finally are able to accomplish or get to the place where you're trying to get to. So in this episode, I'm going to dive in just growth and the realism of growth. And I hope that you guys can resonate with it because in all honesty, it's not easy to talk about some of the things um, that I've grown through because I'm still growing, um, evolving. I don't think there's you know really an end to it all. Um, it may feel like a new level, but it, that doesn't necessarily translate into, okay, I'm a new person and that's it. And the old me is shedded, it's gone there still may be remnants of that person or remnants of um, those experiences. And I've grown so much from my first intro episode and it makes me cringe when I hear it, but I'm just so proud of that person for taking a leap, taking a step out into an arena that isn't, wasn't always comfortable, still isn't all that comfortable because it's, it's a vulnerable space. It's a space where there's raw and genuine feelings. And I hope you all, like I said, can connect with that. And if you haven't already, check out everythinginme.com. I am starting again with life coaching and I do have some wiggle room to be able to include you all. So I am, you know, in the process of getting my feet wet and groove, et cetera, et cetera, in that world again. Um, but growth. Okay. So let's define growth and what I mean by growth. I'm talking specifically or more specifically about personal growth. How have I applied or reapplied myself to my current situation, my triggers, my flaws, my um, uncomfortable moments, the things that I'm not necessarily versed in or aware of, et cetera, et cetera. So growth is, is really, to me, what I'm speaking about right now is how have I 
performed as the person that I want to be? Like, how am I, what's that look like? Where are we at on that spectrum? Um, and there's so many different things that affect growth and what that ultimately looks like and how that actually takes shape. Um, there's so many ways that we can really, really define and figure out how can we get to the person that we want to be. I think when you are approaching growth, it is definitely the scarier part of being an adult. It's a big decision. It is essentially a choice that you make and it can be on a micro level. It can be super, super small, like deciding to eat a healthy side. Instead of choosing French fries, you choose a fruit cup. Um, and that's growth. That's that's a different that essentially growth is taking that step or leap or jump into a different direction, into a direction that's closer to the person that you want to be be. Um it's definitely frustrating because there can be setbacks. There can be moments in life where you're like, you know what? I came out of pocket. I went left. I did not, I showed my ass. Like I did not show up for myself the way that I should have. I have strongly, you know, have some, I strongly have some work to do. Um, so let me break down some examples of growth <clears throat> that you can experience because growth is really embedded in so many different parts of us. So spiritually, for instance, um, last year for me personally, I'm, and I'm pretty sure for a lot of you guys listening, I struggled mentally a lot. There was so much about last year that it almost feels like a blur because I just can't believe that was the twilight zone that I was in. I was not in grips with a lot of things that I was dealing with. And if you listen to those episodes, you know, I talk a, a lot about, you know, I did a, a me vacation, a, a me time, a me-cation as I called it, um, where I, I took a trip on my own. And even in even in the weary times, I had aha moments. I definitely had moments where I was able to just come to light or things were able to come to light and for, for me to see and be able to celebrate or for me to be able to be uplifted. But it definitely felt like I was in the trenches and I kind of needed to go through everything in order to be able to have more clarity now. Um, and that came with a lot of different things um, when it comes to seeking help. So that was a big part of it. Realization of who my community was, who my, you know, my right hands were, where my dream team stood in that place, shedding friendships, relationships, um, um, habits, things of that nature. There was a lot of removal of those things. And I talk about this a lot in my episodes about being still. Now, sometimes you are still because you want to be still, meaning you are trying to identify what exactly is going on because I am just reacting. I am just, you know, making decisions on the fly. I'm not really absorbing everything. I'm not taking the time to understand or read the room to identify what exactly is happening and what exactly does this mean. So for instance, um, you know, I was going through dealing with bearing my, just, let's just go ahead and get to the nitty gritty here. I mean, if we're going to talk about growth, let's really grow there. Um, talking about, you know, I had to essentially facilitate the burial of my uncle who passed last year. And then I was hit with my nephew um, who passed early this year. And then my cousin almost immediately after that. And I was very embedded in those processes. And it's one thing to grieve, but it's another thing to to make active decisions 
um, on top of grieving and having to figure out what can I manage. And I've never felt so in a daze, in a sense that like, I can't believe I'm still functioning. And it, it almost felt like I was like drifting through this, these experiences because so death hasn't really hit our family like that in mm, probably 15 years. So no one close to us um, who has passed away where well, we really felt that, you know, rock. And so having it happen in such a season and feeling very, very uncomfortable, like what's next? Really? Like, I can't believe this. Um, as has definitely has a lot of thoughts run through my mind. So something that has happened to me before, and I'm very proud of, I, this is a growth moment. Um, a couple years ago, a couple, a while back, um, I was dealing with really, really bad night terrors and I love to sleep. I've been very honest about this from day one. Love to sleep, all about sleep. Sleep is great. Super, super fun going to sleep. I go to sleep early. I don't like to wake up too early, but I love sleep. Um, but it, it there came a time where it was coming, you know, when it was time to go to sleep, I would panic. I would have panic attacks. I would have anxiety attacks. I would think about death, think about the worst of things. I would cry myself to sleep. I couldn't fall asleep. I would watch things to help me fall asleep, to get my mind off of things. I would try to jump past, you know, the wind down problem and go straight to sleep, whatever it took. And, um, more recently dealing with all of the triggers and traumas and stuff like that, that I was dealing with, I noticed that I wasn't necessarily having these negative thoughts, but I was almost avoiding the wind down process. I would watch videos all hours of the night. I would get up in the middle of the night and just watch videos to calm, to self-soothe, to calm my brain, to calm myself. I'm an overthinker, so that doesn't help, but, um, you know, that's how I would handle the things. And I was very proud of myself because even though I had every right to think about death. I had every right to think about negative, horrible things happening to my friends, my family, my loved ones, myself. For some reason, or just the growth in that, I chose not to. I chose to genuinely take that a better route, a, a healthier route and say, okay, we're visiting therapy again. We need to make sure that we take care of ourselves. We self-preserve. We have an outlet. Um, I was recording with you guys still weekly because I made that my to-do if I wasn't going to be able to do the workshops as actively as I was intending on doing so. Um, but that wasn't enough. You know, I've, I've come to the conclusion, and I think everyone needs to understand this, the things that may have worked for you a year ago, last week, yesterday, that you may try today and they don't work, that's because you've grown. That's because the circumstance changed. That's because life has changed. The feeling has changed. And that is okay. Getting attached to rituals or traditions is great. But there are times, especially when it comes to our mental health and we are adjusting and we are trying to cope and we are trying to wrap our head around, you know, this change or this adjustment, um, and we're trying to put into play all these soothing opportunities or all these opportunities where we can um, remove feelings that we don't want or sensations that we don't want and they're not working, we get even more frustrated. It's always important, especially when it comes to counteracting the stressors in our life, that we have something or a, a list of some things that we can try at any given moment to see 
what exactly works or sticks or alleviates that stressor at that given moment. For instance, I had a, a, a very, like a little anxiety attack here the other day and I was like, I need to go on a walk. Normally I don't go on a walk. Normally I like to watch something, divert my brain, do a task that's mindless almost. Um, but I said, you know what, let me get some physical exercise. It was cold outside. Well, Miami cold. Um, but me and my partner, we went on a walk and, and when I, by the time I got back, we talked about different things. We, you know, enjoyed what God gave us in life and, um, came back and, and I felt so much better. I felt, you know, like a weight lifted off of me and I caught it at a, a quick, quick time where it wasn't like just sitting with me and it, I was ignoring it or trying to ignore it or trying to just progress as if it doesn't bother me. So that was a growth moment for me. Um, you know, I've had very strong and hard growth moments, for instance, within my relationship where y'all know, for those of you who've been listening for a while now, that I've been going to therapy specifically to deal with my core issues, the things that I've pushed down, way down, 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 down in there that obviously have been either creating resentment or frustration or um, have been holding me back. Some of my core, core issues and, you know, with therapy, it's challenging because you, the intention is to be vulnerable, especially because I'm not necessarily going to therapy for immediate things. Um, that does come up, obviously, because sometimes those are the triggers. But my goal is to deal with the anger surrounding my responses and my reactions to certain things. I don't like that person. I don't like to be that person. That person reminds me a lot of my mom. And that's a part of her that I resent very heavily. And sometimes, especially when you are dealing with growth and trying to grow, you find that the things that you're trying to grow from may be put in place by those around you. So your own personal natural response does not, does not serve as the answer. It's someone else's response that you've inherently learned or adapted or have um, adopted, you know, as your own. And that was the case with me where I was reacting, um, feeling a lot mirroring, if you will, a lot of her behavior. And those are that, that behavior that she, you know, showed me, I hated, I dreaded, I did not like as a child. And as I analyzed that and saw that, I knew I needed to nip that in the butt. So I'm in the process of breaking down that cycle and trying to pave my own way. And so I don't really talk about my partnership as much because it's a living, breathing thing that is very complicated in a sense that there's, a, as I'm older now and, and I understand a lot more, you know, I'm really trying to participate from the best version of me at this given moment in ways that I hadn't done in the past. And not that I regret anything in the past because I don't really do. I mean, everything unfolds the way that they're supposed to, but something in particular, things that um, were, you know, triggers that I've dealt with, with my partner, which definitely come up because um, I'm not perfect over here. He's not perfect. I'm not perfect. We don't got no perfect relationship, um, but we do try to show up for one another. Um, <clears throat> my initial, so my innate response to triggers that I've dealt with that he's caused or reminded me of, or we struggle with is to react from a very, 
how do I put this? Um, I just don't give a fuck mentality. Um, and it's one of like, how can I be as aggressive and as dominant and blow myself up to be bigger than I really am in order to just strike through this experience right now. And it is a full on armor show. How can I put my armor together? Cause I need you to know I'm not the one. I'm not the girl. I'm not the, the season. I'm not the dummy. I'm not this. I'm not that. Um, and I, the, the option of going towards the problem versus the person has been skewed many, many times. Um, not as much now as it was before. And so it was this, this ultimate like goal of mine to show you, I'm about to show you cause you, you try me. There's no way you are completely trying me. One thing about relationships, people tell you what they want to tell you. I'm going to say that again. People tell you what they want to tell you or what they have to tell you. Meaning you saw it. And there was no way to hide it. You heard about it already. Um, what they want to tell you is what's going on, what's not going on, um, things of that nature. And so in a really real relationship, and I haven't had that many examples of relationships in its raw, honest state that I can say I appreciate you know, more than ever, um, that often, you know, where I can say, ah, okay, I'm jumping the gun here. Ah, my gosh, I'm, I'm putting my foot in my mouth. I need to just, uh, I need to just deal with this and unpack this and understand that it is not directed towards me specifically. It's the concept, whatever it may be at that given moment. So, um, you know, just unpacking all of that and understanding all of that, um, in a relationship is so imperative, like having the conversations of not just like, oh, he's not bringing me flowers.com. No. What are some of his triggers? What are some of the things that he's growing through right now that allows him to be distracted, unmotivated? Could he be depressed right now? Could he be fighting demons himself right now? What are some of the things that he's going through or trying to understand about himself? you know, taking me out of the equation and saying this individual who's, decide, who's decided to share his life with me or their life with me, um, what are some of the things that they're currently walking through? And where where does our relationship come or fit or, you know, um, how does that overlap or how does that, you know, come into effect with whatever else may be going on? So all of those things are a part of the whole season. All of those things are part of the conversation that a lot of times gets overlooked. So for instance, let's reenact. I am going in about something that I am triggered by. And my quote unquote natural innate adopted response is to let you know I'm not the one. I have no problem in leaving. Um, you're trying the right, the wrong one because I know my value. I know my worth. Um, you know, I don't need this. Um, you know, it's not my fault. You need to figure it out. You need to deal with it. Um, that kind of energy of like, eh, not even having it, not doing it. Don't get me wrong. I've had the quote unquote opposite effect or opposite response of like shutdown mode, um, feeling worthy um, 
you know, complete opposite of like, what am I doing? I really messed up. I'm not thinking straight. I, I don't deserve this, this person. I've had the opposite as well too, but my natural or my normal or my, um, previously normal response was rah, 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 let's get down to war. Now that trade is not something I'm very proud of. That's something that had frustrated me for many, many reasons because I've been called a bitch, bossy, um, you know, controlling because in that, in that experience, I am seizing the energy because I am breathing it all in and using it as the force against you. So no matter what the argument may be, or matter what the trigger or the challenge or the, the frustration may be, my energy dominates, not the issue, not the problem, not your feelings, not the atmosphere, whatever. It is me and me, 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 and not a me, 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 like what was me, but me, 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 don't try me. And so what I was aiming for was a person that could, could hear you, could hear what was going on, could see what was going on, could feel, could read the room in this setback, in this piece of frustration, in this uncomfortable moment and thoroughly understand what was going on, not only how it affected me, but how that instance affected them, um, how my reaction caused their reaction, the cause and effect, where they were at, what they're certainly working on. You know, it, it all of those things were something I was aiming for, where I realized this is not helping me because when I act this way, it causes them, my partner in particular, to shut down. This sense of dominance doesn't give them the space where they can feel confident or comfortable to interact with me because I've essentially stolen the mic and I don't want to hear anything. I want you to hear me and my feelings and my thoughts and my whatever. Now, when you do that, you rob them the opportunity to participate, the opportunity to grow, the opportunity to come together for you guys to unify, for you guys to create your own way of navigating these uncomfortable moments from a confident standpoint. You don't give them the chance to apply all of their learnings, all of their growth journey in this actual experience. So it was a big, a big task. And I've had moments where I've attempted this in different ways. So for instance, I would the the situation would occur where there was a confrontation. I would have the conversation in my head, you know, filtering it through to figure out, okay, what exactly do I need to address? What do I need to say? What are some ways that I can approach this? I would talk to myself physically, like out loud, see how I sound. I would filter it through a friend or um, family, you know, someone really close to me who understood me. And, you know, either vent it out first because maybe I say all the things that I've been wanting to say or want to say, but I know that they're not going to live on. And, um, or I would just go down this road of role playing with myself to see like, how could, how does that sound? Because one thing about words, you can't take them back. And I, I know this, I know this. I can regurgitate all the words that were said to me that I didn't like and that hurt me and that put me in a place where I didn't want to be. And there is value on words. So I have to be careful because my words, my actions, they all matter. And 
being honest with myself that even though I may be coming from a good place, my delivery, my word choice was horrible. It was deplorable. It, I know better than that. And I've always, the thing about communication, people say, oh, you speak so eloquently and you know how to put things together so well. It's because I've absorbed different methods of communication because I knew that my methods that I currently owned were just a tragedy. They were just horrible. I mean, my mouth can be so dirty, can be so vile. And I know this very, very well because of where I've learned it. I've learned it and I've adopted it. And I, at a time in my life, I embodied it. I rocked with it. I loved it. It was my pillar of stability and comfort. And I thought it could take on the world. But as I started to break down those pieces that I wasn't proud of, those pieces that I was deeply, deeply saddened by because I felt like I let myself down. That's not the person that I want to be or how I want to operate. Um, I had to rethink things. I had to rethink things very, not necessarily quickly, but in the moment and be still wherever I could and whenever I could. If that meant taking a lot of pauses, that could have meant, I'm not sure right now, I need to think about it a little bit more. Whatever that meant that I had to put into play where I could take a second and be very meticulous with the words that I chose to use because I couldn't take those things back. People don't like to feel disposable. Nobody likes to feel disposable. No one likes to feel that they are less than. No one likes to feel like that they're not needed, especially in a relationship, especially in a partnership. No one likes to feel like they can't make mistakes and grow from them and change from them. So reminding them doesn't necessarily solve the issue. No one likes to feel like their contribution or their growth doesn't matter. The wins that they've been able to score despite their struggles aren't acknowledged or even there's no credit for them. So I had to understand and replay some of my words, my delivery, my choice, and read the room so that way I could allow for my partner or even the ones that I love to be able to have access, to be able to have a a conversation with me. Um, I also had to understand, especially with growth and and relationships and stuff, because this is kind of taking a turn towards that, um, that your power doesn't necessarily mean it's gone unless you, you, you've given, you have to give it. Like, you you have to understand you own your power. You get to choose or decide. You know, you always have a choice. It may feel like it's not a choice because of the circumstance that you're in, but you always have a choice, good or bad, indifferent, whatever. You always have a choice. And choosing to be a better person, especially in a relationship to another person, you're creating a history unlike any other that is a choice. That is a growth moment. That's a growth opportunity. Sometimes relationships can unfold in you things that you wouldn't have experienced if you were single or on your own or had no friends or, you know, was in a, were in a different state, whatever it may be. And as you start to, you know, unpack certain things, when things get heavy, 
it's so important to seek help. It's so important to seek better ways, different ways to learn how to communicate, learn how to show up, learn how to create an impact, get your point across, deal with issues. There's so many pieces of that that are there. Now, spiritually, when I talk about, you know, just growing and and elevating that, my goal um, wasn't necessarily to be closer to God because I feel like I'm very close with him already. He knows me from front to back, up to down. He knows me more than I know myself. And I'm very happy with that. And I want to keep it that way because that I value him more than anything else. It was more about how do I allow you know, my spirituality to play in my life? Like, how do I, you know, not keep that spirituality to myself or keep that spiritual moment to be so sacred and so quiet and so personal that I can't share that. I can't connect with people, you know, and just talk about the love that I feel or, you know, when I see something on social media, you know, for those of you who follow me on Instagram on everything in me, IG, I, I, I share things like that. I was always afraid or hesitant as a brand, you know, everything in me is everything in me. Um, it's everything in you, you know, it's, it's, it's a, they're all pieces of us. So, you know, being hesitant or apprehensive about sharing those, those pieces of us is, is super scary because you really can starve yourself of an opportunity to connect and to elevate and to resonate with someone. I mean, that's that's growth in and of itself of just saying, you know what, I want this to be public. I want this to be bold and brazen and available to everyone and anyone who cares. Um, you know, not everyone's gonna understand or feel the same way or be on that that vibration, but if there is, I want them to be touched by this. And, you know, for me to be able to do those things like I do now, I wouldn't have done that three years ago. I wouldn't have done that five years ago because I didn't think people understood or people needed it. Or, you know, sometimes there's these holier than thou people that intimidate you and you're like, I don't know every Bible verse or every saying in in Psalms 23, you know, but I don't even know prayers like that, to be honest with you. But that doesn't mean I don't love my God. And that doesn't mean I don't love, you know, what he's done for me and where I've gone and where I've been able to go because of him. You know, my relationship just looks different. It just feels different. It just works differently than than yours or anyone else's. So, you know, I, I say that my spirituality and where it, it lives has definitely been able to shine more. And this, this coyness about her, this, this hesitation about showing people, embracing people and all of the above has definitely, definitely take a turn for the better. So a lot of us may have grown or had to grow unwillingly, meaning there were circumstances that we've been through that forced us to grow. We had to grow up. We had to grow into being high functioning product, you know, um, productive, um, educated, um, clever, you know, smart about things, brave about things when we didn't necessarily want to, to do that. That wasn't a, a personal choice. It was the circumstances that led us to being able to be, you know, smarter than most, or, um, you know, have us to understand things about life that we didn't necessarily want to know about, even though that is a part of the process. And even though that is not out of chance or, you know, it is your divine destiny. Like there's, there's no way around it. Um, it's still sometimes very hard to embrace, 
hard to appreciate, hard to understand. I know personally I've struggled with this because I feel like the energy out there in my circle is that I'm the matriarch and a lot of very hard to deal with, uncomfortable things have been, you know, at my doorstep or in my lap. And I, I'm not, um, excited about it, but it is definitely something that of course I never, you never feel prepared to deal with, you know, really hard things like someone being hurt or, you know, feeling like you're unable to to pay your bills, um, or you're unable to, you know, get through your relationship in a healthy way. Um, no one, I don't, I really don't know anybody who is like, yeah, choose me, choose me or dealing with death or dealing with a setback, you know, or failure, like, uh, an embarrassment. Um, you, you're never prepared. You're never like, sure, I can't wait to feel that way about that circumstance. That's just not, that don't, that don't go together. But, um, I will say that the beauty in all of it is that there is something you can walk away with that is unique. It is designed for you and it is an opportunity for you to be able to, um, use your, your now for good use. And to be able to combine all the things that you've been learning, the things you want to learn, the things that you are trying to learn through and put them in a place where you can feel more comfortable, you can feel more at ease, you know, and that's where you start to sharpen your skills and sharpen your tools um, that you currently have. So for instance, people ask me like, how can you talk about these things and grow through these things? as I look back at my career, as far as being this person about advocating for oneself and, you know, me time and self-explored, you know, exploring, this isn't just overnight. This isn't just this podcast. This has started, oh my goodness, for years now, for years, probably 2007, maybe, um, maybe earlier where I have chosen to have moments where I would interact with the world or my community or my, you know, my impact zone, if you will, um, from a place of self-empowerment, um, you know, motivation, you know, hope and joy and good vibes and all of those sort of things. And to be honest with you, I sincerely see it as a reaction that is count would, would counter, um, what I've been through. So if we go back to my upbringing and the struggle with that, now I want to, you know, be honest with you guys, I didn't, you know, suffer from any physical abuse. And for those of you who have, I'm deeply, deeply sorry about that because that is not something, that's something I did definitely fear. It wasn't fear of, I will be honest with you. Um, you know, it's, it's very, you almost feel like when one door opens when it comes to triggering, you know, infor, not information, but triggering, triggering experiences, you feel like all the doors are about to open. You know, some people say like, oh, they only, you know, yelled at me, but they never slapped me. To me, that's always on the table. I just, I do feel like there's, there's no limits. Like when, once you've gone that far, I don't know where this is going to go and how bad it's going to get for me. It just, that bucket all together. So that definitely wasn't on the, you know, not on the table. Um, but the violence and the, this, the anger that lived in the world that I grew up in, 
um, I was so afraid of it just seeping into me and that me just regurgitating that, me reliving that in my own world. Um, a lot of times that fear definitely kept me in line, if you will, where I chose to take more safer routes, more good girl routes, more routes where I didn't necessarily cause too much of, you know, struggle or trauma or additional like stress. I really try to stay out of that world because I didn't like the reaction that caused. That definitely saved me, um, kept me on the quote unquote straight and narrow. Um, but in my own world or my own, you know, environments that I controlled, for instance, when I moved out, you know, any circles that I was in, my work world, I really, 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 really wanted to come from a good, wholesome, like we can get through this shit place because I like others in this world, especially I think when you're growing up, struggling at home is lonely, extremely lonely. It's not a high topic at home at school. And I don't know if that's necessarily true for now, but it's not popular to be like, oh my God, your parents yell at you and throw dishes at you. Me too. That's just not a connection that people bring up and people talk about. And I didn't necessarily have an outlet because there was a lot of fear um, from my mom and, you know, my siblings too had, my older siblings had to go through very similar instances. So it was, there was a relatability, but there wasn't necessarily like this sense of like, you aren't crazy for feeling like you don't belong. Like, you know, it, it was very much like, that's just how she is. That's just how it is. And that doesn't necessarily draw like comfort. (laughs) It's more of like, oh, hell no. So a lot of my time was spent with other people. And, you know, for those of you who know my story, I started to basically adopt other women specifically initially um, into my circle to almost be like surrogate moms where I could get pieces of different people who were just better spirited people that I could learn from and be loved by and seen by. Um, and as I grew older, I made it a point to try to um, counteract any sort of just overall like sense of anger, but I didn't necessarily not embody or have those traits myself. I definitely had, and I struggle with them. I still struggle with them because it's very hard when, you know, I would say, but like not too long ago, but 15 years ago, you know, I was back at home, 15, you know, 16, um, you know, and so it, I'm not too far from where I'm coming from. So that's another thing to consider, especially if you're in your younger years. I'm 32 this year and, you know, you feel frustrated because you're trying to break down things that you've gone through or things that you're growing through and you feel frustrated by it. Just just understand that you're not too far from where you, where all of this, you know, initiated and it's going to take some time to break down. It's going to take some time to, you know, form into something else, into something beautiful. Um, you know, things like even lava that seem to be so destructive um, can actually turn into beautiful, you know, islands and land and greenery and microbiomes and all these great things. So, you know, dirt is so nutrient with all of its flaws and all of its um, intricacies. So don't don't ever discredit that you know, that upbringing, but don't use that as a means to fuel you to not grow. 
Don't use that sorry ass excuse that I went through X, Y, and Z so I can sit in my shit. No, it stinks. So get up, clean it, and let's get through it because you don't deserve to live a life that is shitty. Nobody does. I'm not saying that you deserve the cards that you had. I'm not saying that your upbringing, you know, or the situation you may be going through, you know, allows you to just say, well, I got the short end of the stick, so I have no, no mojo. It is what it is, whatever, whatever. No, you are still required to get up, deal with your shit, be honest with your shit, grow through it and figure it out to the best of your ability, heal through it, grow through it, understand there is a better world. There's a better way of doing things. You're not alone. You're not the only one. And you can have a positive outcome. You can have a positive experience. Even if it's not every single day, it's the majority. That is the takeaway. That is the goal. That is the initiative to have the majority, not the soul experience has been nothing but positive and rainbows and, and whatever. It is the majority. And so as you work towards that, that's where you grow. That's where growth comes from. That decision that it could be such a small decision of like, you know what? I'm not going to cuss. I'm not even going to cuss. I'm just going to breathe, breathe. And I'm going to really get to the bottom of what am I feeling? What's bothering me or what the issue is. And, you know, growth happens in different directions at different times. And there are going to be setbacks and there are going to be moments where you're going to be like, what the hell am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? This feels unnatural. That bravery of vulnerability is where the best nutrients come from. That's honestly where it comes from. You know, growing up how I did and just the the triggers and the trauma and the method, that's what I adopted. Those are those are the methods and the ways that I adopted. Making people feel fear before they feel that they have a safe space with you um, was number one. And I didn't like it. In my in my own being, I was screaming for help, you know, and sometimes people can see it and they can walk in and they can help you. But sometimes you have to say enough is enough. I'm sick of my own shit. And I need to find something different. I need to find a different way. And when you say to people, oh my God, you know, you do that so eloquently or, you know, wow, that seems so natural to you. Let me be honest with you guys. Being on this platform and having these conversations is not natural to me. It is not my my first nature. I still struggle with it. I still struggle with, you know, identifying what exactly I want to talk about. How do I want to talk about it? How do I want to present it? Do I want to mark this a clean version or an explicit version? Um, do I want to go into complete depth? You know, I'm still living my life and there's still a lot of things that are unexplored and that's a privacy. That's a boundaries that I've learned to create, um, you know, not only for protection of myself, but others around me and know that, you know, so, an experience that for instance, my mom and I had, you know, I throw under the bus all the time. I don't know if it's the jabs that I'm trying to get in now that I'm older or what, but you know, the experiences that I I experienced as a child with my mom are different than I experienced now. There are still very, very sim- similar experiences. Don't get me wrong, but they're not as um, obviously frequent and intense as they were before, simply because I put up boundaries, a lot of boundaries, um, limitations. I put up, you know, expectations things like that, that I expect to 
to experience and interact and um, receive from her in using my time with her. And so we definitely have a different dynamic now, but there are moments where I catch her slipping or she's gone too far or she's tried me, whatever it may be. And that's still in her. And so I know that there's a ticking time bomb always there. I'm very well aware of it, but I just handle it differently now than I did growing up because of life and not knowing and being so young, et cetera, et cetera. But that alone just teaches me how beautiful growth can be. It's not easy. It's not fun. It's not glamorous. It's not, you know, something that's going to happen overnight. It's not always rewarding. It's not always about feeling good and feeling like you're, you know, a different person now and you're not going to, no. No, 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 no. That button exists still. It may have some cobwebs on it, but it does, it still function. There is electricity still going to that button. So if you want to try it, go ahead. I just know that I need to adapt and I need to fuel things, especially this is the biggest thing about growth. Your choice, that the choice that you make when it comes to growing separates you from the person you currently are to the versus the person you want to be. So if you choose not to grow after you've experienced something that maybe you experienced before, or you are experiencing, you know, from a different, you know, in a different time period, and you've chosen to react in the same way that you did years past and didn't like that person, but you're doing it again, whatever it may be, um, you have no one else to blame but yourself. You you sincerely don't. There's really no one else that you can can blame but you. And you know, it's important for you to to understand that, to see that. Um, it's important for you to acknowledge that um and recognize how your choices have then led to this outcome. Taking responsibility, accountability, self-growth is is imperative. Um, in order to adjust or, you know, be able to, you know, realize that that coping mechanism at that given moment was, would suffice. But now that we are older with kids or, you know, older and have an impression or older and, you know, have a legacy that you want to uphold or you want to get closer to a destiny that you, you know, a dream, whatever it may be, you sincerely have to adjust and adapt things differently. You cannot operate from that same space. And when you do, you are denying yourself new opportunities. And you are also just circumstance, you're repeating the cycle. You know, you are no greater, no better, you know, no more evolved than, than, you know, than the, the generations before you or those who are around you that you despise and access to information. So that's another thing too you know, there's, there's a wealth of information out there. And sometimes, especially when you're trying to grow, things may not feel natural to you initially. They may not feel comfortable. They may feel out of body. They may feel like distant from what you would naturally want to respond as or do or, or, you know, behave, um, even in like work or, um, just a personal endeavor, whatever it may be. But the process you know, in which growing takes place in doesn't allow for everything to be, um, easy, manageable, um, comfortable, 
in any way, shape or form. A lot of times it is all about, you know, being unexpected and unpredictable and just, just out of, out of your, your wheelhouse. You know, you don't always recognize what exactly is going on in that given moment, you know, but it is purely if you're aware. So being aware or being woke, especially during, um, an experience that occurs with you or you've, you've experienced multiple times. And you said, you know what, last time I went crazy, but this time I'm going to try my peace, try my, you know, try myself being calm and at peace. See how that rea- how that changes up the, the, you know, the outcome. Then the next time, maybe it has the same outcome. Then you said next time, I'm going to just dial it back a little bit. I'm still going to show up. I'm still going to participate. I'm going to dial it back a little bit and see how that goes. And you find that that temperament really, really works well in that situation. Um, you know, applying is a big part of growth. So don't just be a person who's listening <clears throat> to these great sermons or snippets about life and accountability from all these great different people who've decided to put their stamp on this world. Um, also be a person who just genuinely wants to um, participate. Like you don't want to just, you know, listen in and be the um, audience member. You actually want to participate. You actually want to show up. You actually want to make something happen. Um, it, it's that's the that's the main reason why I started this is to say that I don't want to be a person on the sidelines. I have something to say. And it may not always be right. It may not always be how I feel 10 years down the line, but that, that given moment, that person who is communicating is the person that I am at that given moment. And that may connect with somebody else who's along the same lines. They may not grow the same way I do, but that may be their step up. That may be the step that they just came from too. You you just never know. But I think we all have something to give to this community of people who are, you know, specifically listening or, you know, looking for more information, especially during these just weird times. It just feels so weird right now in life. And I love that, you know, nothing can stop us but ourselves. I love the flexibility and the freedom that we truly have to design the lives that we want. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to where life will take us and where what this will mean for us. Um, but when it comes to growth, there's so many different pieces of us that we truly have to be thankful for. There's a lot that we've come from that we don't understand that has has it it almost feels like intentionally was placed there or intentionally occurred in order to just just dim our light, to put it in terms that one of my dream team girls knows very well, um, was intentionally put there to dim our light. And we started to just see ourselves as being this blurred, you know, dull thing. But the reality is put some elbow grease in, put some soap and water, scrub a little bit, put the pink stuff, whatever it takes. And we will shine brighter than the sun, but that takes time and that takes trial and error and that takes mistakes and that takes forgiveness and practice and, you know, different iterations. It's that, 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 that piece of that, that, you know, constant work, um, is the part that separates a lot of us, that bravery to step into the light of the uncomfortableness, 
I cannot express to you guys more how that genuinely, genuinely contributes to who we overall can be. If we were all operating at the best versions of ourselves at any given moment, the world would be so different. Some of us are just selling ourselves short over and over and over again because we don't believe it. We don't think we're worthy. We don't have the self-confidence. We believe what other people have told us about ourselves. We believe what society has told us about ourselves. We believe what we've told ourselves about ourselves. We believe, you know, in things that don't really exist. We've, you know, made excuses. We've, you know, fought ourselves. We've completely ignored ourselves. We've chucked ourselves to the side and we've not allowed us to see ourselves in the place where we deserve to be. I hope that this encourages you guys to grow and to embrace growth and know that in order to blossom, in order to shine, you're going to have those unforeseen moments, those, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I think I'm doing, but trying and trying and adapting and growing and discovering and understanding and unpacking and removing the blame and the guilt and the frustration that we assume because of our position that we played in the situation or where we're at in life or what others have put into our heads about what occurred and what happened and what that meant and all of those sort of things. I really hope that you reconsider, reconsider the narrative behind that, redesign the narrative behind that, regain your freedom, your, 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 you know, your flexibility behind that. So that way you can really embrace, um, where you want to be and where you're trying to go you know, because the reality is you're holding yourself back by not growing, by not adjusting yourself, by not being honest with yourself, by not fighting for yourself, by not showing yourself what you deserve and and embodying um, for yourself what you actually deserve. And that those words are strong, but they take a minute to to absorb, to adapt and to to feel good about and to walk into. It's not overnight. Please don't expect that these words are just they feel so great, but that doesn't mean that, you know, tomorrow you're going to feel this way, but it, the process is about these baby steps and I talk about that in new new form of self um of just saying what are the decisions that I'm making on a daily basis or the decisions that I'm making every so often to make sure that I can um, have a majority of where I'm embodying the person I genuinely want to be. How am I, you know, showing up for myself in that way? How am I practicing that? How am I, you know, getting myself involved in that world so that way the outcome can prove to me and prove to my me and others and whatever around me that this this matters, this exists. And this person exists and I'm fighting for that person every single day or any time that I get, you know, to, to, to do so. So I hope that you all enjoyed this episode and I thank you guys for just, just rocking with me. And if you have, you know, from day one, I appreciate you even more. And if you're just coming on board, please listen to check out the other episodes that I have going on. Um, there's a huge range of them. So if you haven't been able to scroll through, please check them out, you know, from things like self-sabotage to Mercury retrograde. Um, you know, there's so many different things that you can really get yourself into to, you know, learn about your life and living your destiny and all of those, you know, sort of great things. Um, 
imposter syndrome, you know, what's your legacy, you know, leveling up, investing yourself. There's so many great things that I I've talked about and I'm so proud of them. Um, but yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed and definitely check me out. And if you're interested, um, go ahead and check me out as a life coach. Cause I would love to chat with you guys to figure out how can you level up a little bit more and, you know, focus on your growth and have that conversation surrounded about that as well too. So check out everythingandme.com. until my next episode, guys.